you come in. You are most graciously welcome to Tens on Tens, a girl talk comedy podcast in which two tens make top ten lists about whatever they choose and shoot the shit, as it were. So procure the libation of your choice and, pardon my candor, sit down, shut up, and listen. Here are your hosts, the debutantes of debauchery, the queens of crass, the mistresses of muckrockery, Emma and Lo. Alrighty, let's see. Yes, we're back. Hi, Tens. Hey, Tens. Hello. I'm testing out my ASMR. Welcome back. Do you like it? You gotta make the mouth sound. Do you like it? Ew. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> oh my god. No, oh I love god. ASMR. I fucking hate it. I am a fucking addicted to it. It's, it's supposed insane. to relax you, but it makes me feel like I'm a cat and I'm like tensed up. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I realize that like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't get like the tingles or whatever. And I'm like, you have to actually focus on them. You like, you have to focus on the sound to have any like benefit. But it's like, I get it. It's not for everybody. It's I don't like those me. videos that are like, I'm going to eat this pickle. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no, no, I like the ones that are like, I'm going to play with your hair. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, love sounds that. good. I talked about this a little bit on the episode I did with the Witchful Thinking podcast. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out because I'm on an episode and it's really funny. Um, we talk about how, like, in heaven, a 12-year-old girl braids your hair over and over again. Oh, <laughs> Doesn't that feel fantastic? No tangles, yeah. Right? And she's like, leans over, she's like, can I braid your hair? And you're like, absolutely, you can, Emily. And then she just learned how to braid yesterday, so she's so excited to do it. And then she, once she finishes it, she's just like, messes it all up and does it again. Oh, but in my heaven, she doesn't speak. Mm, she yeah. shuts the fuck up. They, yeah, they do. They do normally, like once they're concentrated. Oh yeah, then it's quiet. Yeah, but we watch Barbie movies together. <gasps> oh, maybe this is Segu? my heaven. <laughs> I don't segu. Yeah, nice segu nice into segu. the. Yeah, indeed. So if you have not listened to last week's episode, please do because our highly anticipated Barbie episode uh, we premiered yesterday. But the good news for you guys is you get a twofer. You get two Barbie episodes because this is a two-parter because turns out we got a lot of shit to say about Barbara. So much. Miss Barbara Millicent Roberts. Barbara's active. I mean, what can't she do? She's a princess. She's a pop star. She's Rapunzel. She's Thumbelina, but not really. She's, She's also been the president. You know? She's been the president. <laughs> I'd vote for her. Gosh, I'm tired. I'm tired just thinking about all the stuff she does. Like, not to get emotional. <laughs> But I love Barbie because she's like the only thing since the 1950s that has been telling girls they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And I respect that bitch for that. Okay. Did I tell you my, I, I might have mentioned it on the podcast, but I t- did I tell you my connection with Barbie? Mm-mm. So my aunt, so my dad's sister, every year since the year I was born, gives me the limited edition Barbie. Mm. And we leave it in the box. So like since I, since one to 18, I have every limited edition Barbie. Wow. And they're just like in storage in my closet. Like the annual Barbies, like the New Year's the holiday Barbies. Barbies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those bitches. Is... Unopened. They're crazy. And I the, love them. Um, the year I was born, I got the, um, I think she's supposed to be like a Latina Barbie. Okay. I don't think she's a black Barbie, mm-hmm. um, but she's like super rare. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like waiting for the day that like my brother has a daughter and I'm like, I'm going to do the same thing. Yes, absolutely. I love that Anyways, shit too. So I've always loved Barbie. Um, have I always made Barbie and Ken have sex? Yes. And that's wrong of me really, because as we're discovering in these episodes, Barbie is gay as fuck. <laughs> Barbie is gay as fuck. Um, and I had the joy of exploring that. Um, so I'm going to be sharing that with you today. I'm going to make sure this is still recording. Hello? Are you still recording? I cannot tell. <gasps> Holy crap. Hold up. Holy yeah. crap. 
Yeah, she's still recording. Okay, I'll be recording. You know what? She's a professional. Um, because we literally we are for the first time like not using like a dumbass software. We're using like the legitimate shit with some legitimate mics. Do we sound cool? We sound too good. We got like the arm thingies and everything. Um, adjustable. Oh yeah. So shout. (laughs) Sorry, I'm done. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to my dad for hooking us up. Love you. Yes, thank you. Um, And for walking us through on Facetime. Oh my god. As frustrating as we are. I know. He. I feel so lucky because I have such a like audio pro in my corner. When I'm like, what the fuck is happening? He's like, well, you know, like the the blah blah blah, and I don't even know. (laughs) There were two metal parts on the end of one of these mic stands that I swear to God wasn't supposed to go in this other thing. And he was like, yeah, you just shimmy it in there. But like, I'm looking at this new one I got, and it has the same thing. Except those bastards were smart enough to put the stab in the thing already so we didn't have to fuck with it it Um, looks like two cheese it's like rubbing together and then you're supposed to stick like a mic stand in it it doesn't make any sense it doesn't look like it should work but it does eventually and you know what else lives by that motto barbie's (laughs) color palette in her movies it doesn't look like it should work but it doesn't it doesn't (laughs) it actually gives me a migraine Um, it actually this episode brought to you What's my green medication? I don't even know. Quits my eyes. Quits my um, eyes. Very yeah, badly. that's fair. No, I don't know about you, but like I was talking about this on the other podcast too. About like one time, did you ever like style your Barbie's hair and stuff? Like try to cut it oh, or curl it? I just it? shaved it all. Yeah, oh, I just cut it. Fuck yeah. I feel like Cynthia every time. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was the same, but I didn't do it to my Barbies. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course not. No, of course not. I would go over to my friend's house and we would play Barbies with her and she's like, let's curl our Barbies hair. And I'm like, absolutely. And then we curled her hair and her head caught on fire and we threw her out the window. <laughs> <laughs> also, what kind of curling arm were you using? Was it like a baby one? No. So no wonder. Yeah. It's also synthetic. Yeah. Just a heads up. Literally. But what were we were like nine. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have critical thinking skills at that or age. Logic. Which is why these movies are targeted at them. <laughs> yes. Because the moment you, you put any kind of critical analysis on Barbie, they be they are surprisingly poignant about homosexuality, as I have discovered. Yes. Um I don't know about how much as far as like pettiness, but they're definitely gay. So mm-hmm. we, we try to we try to do on this show, like give you a little bit of variety. You know, variety. For like, we're ranking shit. We're trying to give you ranking it by two different things. Not just like what's the best one. We want to know like what the pettiest one, what the gayest, yeah. what the bitchiest one is. Yeah. So I did gay, loaded petty. How's I'm that? I'm trying. How's that working out? It's I think five onwards are gonna be better. Yeah. I think I had to get rid of for the first five because they were kind of throwaways. Sure. But uh, do I regret watching them? Absolutely not. I feel like I'm a changed woman. Literally. What about you? I love Barbie movies, and I, I try to I try to convince people to watch it with me at parties. I'm like, does anybody want to <laughs> do a homoerotic reading of The Diamond Castle? <laughs> she should have been on your dream rotation list. Barbara Millicent? <laughs> Barbara. Except Barbie is 19, and, like, canonically. I guess in some movies they make her older, in some movies they make her younger. But, like, in the recent years, they've decided to, like, keep her. What about Barbie's mom? MILF. And that she's a MILF. Dream rotation. This is true. This is true. But yeah, I'd feel bad with smoking weed with Barbie because yeah, I'd be like, me. I'm going to I'm gonna ruin that cerebral cortex of yours and you're going to be president one day. Barbie's <laughs> seen a lot more than I've, like you or I have seen high. Like she's been into these weird, like Los Angeles and stuff. So nothing can save her now. Maybe she's been on drugs the whole time. <laughs> Maybe it's all LSD. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, if you haven't listened to episode one, I would recommend you do that right now. Don't yeah. worry. We'll wait. Have you listened now? Wasn't it good? That's great, right? Anyway, so um, <laughs> we're going to pick up kind of where we left off. So, Lo, why don't you hit us up yeah. with your next one? What number were you on? Number five. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so this is my number five. Barbie Spy Squad. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
Who would have thought that the athletic and hardworking gymnasts Barbie, Teresa, and Renee could be thrill-seeking undercover agents? Before long, the girls will find themselves in a fast-paced adventure when a secret intelligence agency wants to use the inseparable team's special skills. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I have to... Yeah. I truly is talking about... Um, <laughs> to stop a series of precious gym robberies and to unearth the elusive thief. 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 Anyways, my time works sometimes. It's good. Now, with a new set of high-tech gadgets and a pair of unexpected companions, Barbie and her sisters in arms must work fast in this difficult cat-and-mouse game to prove their worth. My sister in arms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Who can stop the mighty spy squad? So, again, thank you, Nick Reganis on IMDb for providing all of these lovely plots. I wonder what you do full-time as a job. Uh, Is this it? Let me know. I would. I would. So, basically, I read you the official plot. But this one, I actually, this is one of the first ones I watched. I was paying really close attention. And Barbie, Teresa, and Renee are on a gymnastics team. And I believe it's, like, Renee's grandmother who is, like, really supportive of the gymnastics team. But she's, like, an old cat lady. So nobody suspects anything of her. She's just, like, in the audience. And they flub up their big gymnastics competition. They do a really poor job. Um, And then there's someone else named Patricia who... Was incredibly petty because she yawned before her competition piece. So she did uh, the beam and she actively yawned before she did it and then did it perfectly and dismounted and all that stuff. And then everybody clapped. (sighs) So they messed up. Patricia did great. And then for some reason, Renee's grandmother this whole time has been like a spy leader, like works for a spy company. And so recruits this really mediocre group of women to uh, be spies. So they start training them and give these give them all these secret gadgets. They get their own, like, mopeds and stuff. Okay. And again, Barbie gets a pink stripe in her hair when she's an agent. Okay? <laughs> so That would make you more conspicuous, Barbie. Right? So everybody gets a pink stripe in their hair. Whatever. I really did like the dynamic between Barbie, Teresa, and Renee. I thought that they were cool friends. Initial thoughts. So this movie was incredibly predictable. But I did really love Totally Spies, and so did you. And Me it too, really yeah. had the same like vein going on. Oh my on. god, were so, you a Sam bitch? I was. You're such a you Sam bitch, it. yeah. You know it. Um, so the thing that really gets me about this movie is why is a group of three gymnasts who aren't even that good, like barely made it to finals, chosen as the group to take down an enemy? Now, this is not a normal Barbie enemy, okay? Okay. This person is stealing gems so that they can make a nuclear weapon. Like, this is really serious. Like George Bush who? Yeah. Doing big things here. On the pettiness scale, we could have done a lot better. Um, I don't want to give too much away in case no one has seen it, but Patricia was definitely the pettiest character. Um, I won't say why or what character she ends up being. Um, But essentially, the girls team together and take down this bad guy who's making the nuke and everything's, you know, whatever. And they work on manifestation, right? So everything, every power move that they do, whether it's a high kick or, like, getting on a building, they'd, like, manifest it, right? And they're like, if you can just picture yourself doing it, you can do it. So Barbie manifests the end of the war on terror? Basically, yeah. And so they do that, and they're like, okay, well, now we have to focus on what's really important. We took down the guy with the nuke. Now we have to go to gymnastics finals. (laughs) So they go to gymnastics finals, and they stick the landing, which is... Really just a three-person pyramid. It's so simple. (laughs) Yeah, we say that like we could do it, first of all. probably couldn't do it. But anyways, um, I liked this movie. I thought it was really cute. Um, It is not gay at all. At all. Actually, I believe it's Renee's character. So there's a a younger guy who's helping the grandmother out, so Renee's grandmother out, and he's the one that does all like the tech gadgets and stuff. Yeah. And Renee and him actually have a crush on each other. So it is pretty... uh, Is it a real one or is it like a shoehorned in one? It's a real one. Okay. And it's throughout the entire movie. It's pretty cute. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so I don't want to give it away. I watched yeah. it. I thought it was really cute. But IMDb, so last episode, I pulled some petty reviews from IMDb because people are like full-fledged adults with nothing better to do but write reviews. Of course. Um, so so uh, Sparkletastic Cookie Dough, who is very active, very active the, on the scene. In the Barbie scene or yeah, in the movie in scene? In the IMDb okay. movie review scene. I've Thank seen this name. Sparkletastic. Sparkletastic, right? Do I spy a good movie here? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> oh, shit. And then Ninja the Second said, good if you have nothing better to do. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. No, it was cute. I actually really did like this one. Um, I liked the color palette. I thought that Barbie was well designed. So that's, would recommend. That's first. But not petty. Do you have a favorite design of hers in the movies that you watch? Like, what movie has the best Barbie design so far? Because like we mm-hmm. talked in the other episode, they're kind of whack. They're all over the place. They're kind of whack. I think, um, do I have it on here? Um, fashion fairy tale. Did you ever mm. see that one? No, but that's like the magic secret fairy secret one. Yeah, yeah. Similar design. Yeah. Um, that's I like that that's one. A cute one. Yeah. I actually will say, so the spy movie came out recently. Like mm. it wasn't that old. I think it was like twenty eighteen or something. Yeah. I think maybe twenty sixteen. Um, and that design is also really cute. Okay. Okay. Good I proportions. Stand. No yeah. alien face. So. Yeah. I what I really hate, like even with the designs that I really like, they always give Barbie like these like error screen blue eyes you know what i'm talking about yeah i'm like that nobody's eyes are that color yeah, she looks like the bad the bad people in game of thrones um <laughs> the white walkers yeah the white walkers yeah. <laughs> oh by the way have you started watching that the, the new series no, i was burned too hard oh. by game of thrones oh, original it's, it's so good is it good yeah my parents are watching it and i feel like kind of uncool that i'm not watching it and they are but i think you would like it i've read the book it's based off and it's very good not that this is now a game of thrones podcast i'm just very excited to talk <laughs> Reading about game it. of thrones episodes by gayness oh we could get into oh, that damn oh wait we should write that down hmm. yeah we probably could just the episodes but i feel like game of thrones is very straight yeah it is very right. lots of boobies lots boobies. yeah anyway anyways uh, okay <laughs> You know what doesn't have movies? Oh, well. <laughs> it does. There's quite a few boobies. There's kitten heels. There's kitten heels. <laughs> um, okay, this one is um, actually number five for me, because I thought we went to five, but we only went to six. You're right. Okay. So, um, this one is Barbie Dolphin Magic, which is the last oh, Barbie movie, which I'm sure you've heard a lot about this one. So, huh. this is a very, the last one. The last Barbie movie they that has been announced, on Dolphin I think. Magic. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, get ready for a ride. I'm ready. This movie... In my research, a lot of people have put the top of their list for the gayest Barbie movie ever, but I have to disagree. Ooh, hot um, take. It's very gay. It is very gay. Don't get me wrong. Okay. All movies are gay. All Barbie movies are gay. I think all movies are gay, though. <laughs> um, no, but this one, um, I think I can have a more solid argument for other movies being gayer, but I will walk you through why this one is depicted as such. Okay. Barbie Dolphin Magic is the only mermaid movie on my list, which I'm a little, well... Okay, we'll talk about another one. This is the only main Barbie, like, mermaid movie. I'm just kicking shit all over the place. It's fine. Anyway. Who cares about that equipment? We <laughs> don't need her. Okay. So, Barbie and her sisters. This is the only Barbie sisters movie here. I'm going to touch this mic and move it up. Oh, fuck. I fucked up. There we go. Okay, there we go. Um, all right, Barbie and her sisters is the only sister Barbie movie that I have on the list. Join Ken at the beach while he does his marine biology internship, which is very cute. I will say right off the bat, <laughs> right off the bat, you're like, oh, Ken's included, so this must be gay. Never think that, first of all. The way that they go out of their way to say the following about Ken word here is, this is my friend Ken. I grew up next door to Ed, like Ken. He's like family. He's like my brother. So they brothers oh. own Ken right off the oh, bat. Shit. Don't get it twisted, okay? Um, so we love that. Anyway, 
the lab that he's working at has recently collected a gemstone dolphin, which is a super duper rare dolphin. It is the like color of a gemstone, right? This particular one is named Emerald because it's green. We love a creative naming bitch, right? They normally have cutie marks, but when they're distressed, those shits like fade off into the distance. So Emerald doesn't have hers anymore. So sorry, what's a cutie mark? Um, this is for my, my little pony bitches out there. Oh, oh, like the butt sticker? Yeah, it's your okay. butt sticker. Okay. So they come on. Yeah, right? What do you think your cutie mark would be if you had one? Well, I guess you kind of have one. You have tattoos. I pay for those. <laughs> uh, I don't know. On my butt? I don't know. Like, on, like, a little hip? It'd probably like, be, like, a sandwich. <laughs> what would you Oh, my God. I love that. A little Sammy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe something, like, an ice cream cone, something cutesy. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I, I guess they're all cutesy. They're called um, cutie marks. A little maraschino cherry or something. Mm, mm-hmm. I definitely love a cherry motif. They're yeah. definitely up there for me. Okay. All right. So they have a gemstone dolphin, which is super rare. Uh, turns out that the director of the lab is a bad lady with a bad haircut who wants to sell <laughs> the dolphins for money. We hate her. <laughs> Don't monetize the Barbie universe. No. So meanwhile, the dolphin family are trying to free the dolphin to... Um, with the help of a mermaid friend named Isla, who uses her mermaid magic necklace to turn into a human to go investigate the situation. Isla meets Barbie and her family and makes friends, obviously. Uh, they don't know about her secret, but find her obliviousness endearing. <laughs> so Barbie and Isla go on, like, basically a date where Barbie shows her, like, the whole beach and, like, how to be a human and whatever. Um, Barbie and Isla go on a swimming date. Where the other dolphins arrive. Can- no, they're in like <laughs> wetsuits, whatever. Damn. Right. But they're both like human. So even though she's in the water, she looks like a human because it's her necklace that turns her into a mermaid. Okay. Right? So they're like swimming around and then the dolphins like come up to Isla because they love that bitch. And one of the other gemstone dolphins like messes with her necklace and then Isla turns into a mermaid. <gasps> so, I suppose. Right. So Isla's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And she gets up onto a rock and like tries to like dry off or whatever. And Barbie like crawls up onto her. It's fucking homoerotic, if nothing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was, like, backing away, and Barbie's, like, crawling up to her. And I was like, this shit is gay. Okay. Um, I cannot stress Tingles. how enough, how gay it is. Okay. And so Barbie's like, I love mermaids. Like, how Barbie would. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, but you have to keep it a secret. And Barbie's like, okay, but only if you can teach me how to swim like a mermaid. So Isla's like, okay. And she gives her, like, how to swim, like, mermaid lessons. And there's this scene where Barbie's, like, swimming, kicking her legs. And Isla, like, dives down and puts her legs together. And then they she teaches her how to swim. And I swear to fucking God, they swim on top of each other. Like, parallel <gasps> to each other, facing each other. It's, like, missionary mermaid swimming is what they're doing. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And this is why people are like, this is gay. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a fish out of water, literally. Like, I don't fit in. I don't belong. I have to pretend I'm not something I am, like, kind of vibe. Plus that shit. So, <laughs> also, can you guess what color Isla's hair is? Brown. It's brown. It is brown. Red. Yes. <laughs> I need to stop doing that. People are going to unsubscribe. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So, Isla reveals that the bad lady marine biologist is a bad lady. Um, with a bad haircut. With a bad haircut. And what kind of haircut are we talking? Karen? It's like a gay haircut. <laughs> I have to admit. She uses moose. She has... Uh, like got to be gel. <laughs> she's got like paramore red hair and like turf bangs. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, why are the bad people always redheaded? It's but it's not like real red. It's like that fire truck. Bottle red. Like yeah. yeah, Haley Williams red. You know, she's like I never wanted to say this. I never wanted to stay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I put my faith in you. So much faith in you. 
anyway. So um, they hatch a plan with Ken's help to free the dolphin, and they discover that there's like this secret tunnel between like where the dolphin's being kept and the, the exits out to the ocean, but it's kind of hard to navigate. So Isla gives Barbie another magic mermaid necklace because she says, in the ocean, it's kind of hard to find other mermaids, right? So we can connect to each other through our magic necklaces. And when we like mess with them, whatever, we create like a little rainbow pathway that we use to find the other mermaids. Rainbow pathway? It's a literal rainbow pathway. So Isla and Barbie both go in on either side of the wall and then trigger the necklaces and guide the dolphin through Ooh, to the other side. Okay. Yeah. Um, very cute, right? Um, but when they are escaping, the evil lady sees the mermaid and is like, yo, fuck them dolphins, man. We got to get this bitch. Oh, uh, more yeah, money. More money. Okay. So um, Barbie sees her coming and she's like, I got to save my girlfriend, right? So she puts kelp on her hair to look like Isla. And then since she has mermaid swimming lessons and some fins, she goes fucking, you know, out there. She's swimming. And then the helicopter that the bad lady's in, she sees, she's like, fuck it, there's a mermaid. Get the mermaid. And so Isla <laughs> is able to escape with the other dolphins. Yeah, because so, brown hair notoriously looks like seaweed. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, it's a cute pink seaweed, but yes, right. Oh, okay, okay. So um, Isla and the dolphins escape, and Barbie is like, yeah, I freed my friend, but now I miss her, right? So, doy. Okay, <laughs> this is where it gets... Okay, come on, guys. So Barbie goes back to the beach with her family and with Ken, and she's, like, depressed, right? Isla's gone. She's never going to see her again. All she has is this necklace to remember her by, and she keeps, like, trying to signal to her with the necklace, and Isla's not coming, and she's sad about it, and then she tries one more time at the end of the movie, and Isla walks up to her on the beach, and she goes, thanks for not giving up on me. I couldn't find you, but now I found you. And I was like, this shit is gay. Yeah, like, why am I shipping them so hard right, right now? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, like, Ken's just there watching her, his girlfriend. Brother, brother's yeah, own. Yeah, her yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's basically it. The notes I have on this is I said that I love that the dolphins are all Technicolor glitter with cutie marks. Very fun. That's just, like, the toys. Um, it's giving Coconut Girl... Um, I really love the mermaid animations in this because sometimes the mermaids swim weird mm -hmm. in the mermaid in the Barbie mermaid movies. Like they have like a knee joint or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very but, hingy. But this one is very fluid, very cool. I like that. Um, I'm glad they got rid of the Kelly look. We just have pure Chelsea, and they're not in there very often. Good. There's also Stacy, and Stacy broke her leg, so she can't do shit. So <laughs> she's just there. Fuck you, Stacy. <laughs> yeah. Also, they have four dogs in this movie. That seems excessive and pointless. There's Which is interesting. Four. Yeah. Four. They usually only have one sidekick. Golden Retrievers. Why? Oh, really? They're all the same dog? Yes. Oh, interesting. And they're all white dog. Um, oh. I think there was a movie about them before I didn't watch, but I was like, why are they still here? Anyway. Um, also, why are their parents never around? <laughs> no MILFs in this movie. No MILFs in this movie. Why do they all have weird noses? Not <laughs> good. Um... Yeah, also, they designed Ken to look specifically like Barbie's sibling, which is strange. <laughs> so I'm thinking they want us to think that they're not a couple. Like, they are a couple in this version of the Barbie movies. Like, technically, they've been together for a while. But, like, there's no romantic tension, nothing. Yeah. And he looks like another sibling. Like, Ken originally had brown hair. But they're like, give him blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. the beach, yeah. you know. Yep. Um, I said I missed the pastel colors. And then I asked... I reckon mermaids dip dye, like, how do you reckon they dip dye their hair in the ocean? That's got to be complicated, right? Yeah, and kill their fish friends. Right. Yeah. And it's like, how do you get that little demarcation line? You're literally underwater, whatever. Um, also, I need to note that every time Barbie and Isla's hands touch their sparkle music. 
Okay. Oh, that's important. Y- y- yep. You buried the hatchet on that one. Mm, I forgot about it till just now. <laughs> okay. Um, someone wrote this that said, I think it was um, that Phoenix girl on Tumblr again, Takara Phoenix. Yeah. She said, honestly, there's no heterosexual explanation for the few scenes in this movie with Isla and Barbie. Um, because you can climb onto a stone casually as friends, or you can slowly crawl back while your girlfriend crawls crawls towards you in a very, very gay way, Um, which I love. Um, Fish out of water metaphor, we know, okay? Um, Yeah, I mean, just in general... I don't know. That's very the, the, everything about this movie is very homoerotic. They're like, don't tell my secret to anybody. Yeah, the rainbow path. The rainbow. Yeah. yeah. There's no. There's no heteroic sexual explanation for it. So no. Seven out of ten. Get it for me on this. Seven one. out of ten. We're getting up there. Yeah. So what I want to know: Did Emerald ever get the, the cutie, cutie mark? mark? Yeah, of course. Wait, what was it? Uh, it was like a little hibiscus flower. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Because they got like they all had this kind of the same one, right? And it wasn't like like in My Little Pony where it, like expresses their. Yeah. It's just like a marking they all so have. So do they have a tattoo artist in the ocean? Right. No, it's just like magic or just like appears. something. Oh, yeah. That is one thing about the Barbie movies that they always have these magic items with absolutely no explanation how they got them or how they work. We're gonna get into matching tattoos later. Ooh. Oh, don't worry. Per. All right. Well, we're going to keep the mermaid. 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 Anyways, that episode was unhinged. Because we, I haven't posted it yet. I was <laughs> I was going to put it in the back burner just in case. So after the Barbie movies come out, we're going to do the Muppets movies. Stay tuned that for one, the Muppets That one episode. was wild. I yeah. think I was feeling some type of way that day. Um, so we're going to keep the mermaid theme going. So my number four is Barbie and a Mermaid Tale. Oh, I love this one. Oof. It's freaky, though. Oof. Merlia, the young queen of the quick Malibu waves, thinks she is an ordinary teenager. Oh, so boring, so ordinary. Um, first of all, it's Merlia. It's Merlia. Yeah. It's been a while since I watched <laughs> it's okay. this. It's Merlia. <laughs> However, after an unexpected incident during the surfing tournament, which is so funny to me, she discovers her true identity. She's a graceful mermaid. Now with her new best friends, the happy bubblegum pink dolphin Zuma. Fuck you. <laughs> and the beautiful mermaids, Kayla and Xylee. I hate that shit so much. Siley. That's awful. They embark on a fascinating underwater adventure to save the ocean kingdom of Oceana. And you said it was what? Merlia? Merlia. Merlia. And Merlia's mother, Calissa. Mm. The girls need to find three magical items. Will Merlia, the princess of Oceana, accept the great responsibility? And then I actually do have um, a little bit of like the plot synopsis from... Barbie movie reviews Tumblr, which mm-hmm. you also use. Oh, yeah. Great. Amazing. Like, Thank you. I love them. The way that Barbie movie reviews, like the Tumblr works, is there's like an initial thought section. There's a plot section. Mm-hmm. There's like a costume change section. There's a design section. And then there's like a gay there's section. There's a gay section. So it's yeah. perfect. Like, I was like, that makes your life like so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, there's sadly not a penny section, but I did find a couple articles about different movies that I'll talk about later that there is a penny yeah. part put in. But... Barbie Movie Reviews says that this movie is Aquaman. (laughs) I've never seen Aquaman, so I couldn't speak to that. But the reason why they're making the comparison is the queen of an underwater kingdom has a child with a human and leaves it in the human world for its own protection. Um, And then once that human, so once Merlia comes, Merlia, Mm -hmm. geez, once Merlia comes to age, they find out about this. And along with the fact that they're like the only one who can stop all of this evil happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Merlia and her two mermaid friends talk to the destinies who tell them that they need to find those three things. So I think the three things were like a comb. Uh, I can't remember. I don't it's remember been a really long time since so I watched it. So are the destinies, are they the little tiny fairy mermaids? Yeah. They're in a lot of fucking movies and I hate them. Pick a thing. Pick yeah. something to be. And also Barbie movie reviews put fates and cross <laughs> it out and put destinies. Because that is what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, right. Um, 
Anyways, so has to go find three things. Um, but apparently it is Aquaman. Um, so everything about this movie is like really incredibly awkward. <laughs> so the evil character, her name is Eris, E-R-I-S. Um, mm-hmm. and she she's kind of unlikable as a villain. Um, but I will say she the reason that this is number four is because she is a petty queen. She's no Malusha though, right? <laughs> she's no Malusha. She doesn't have like purple pigtails, but um she kind of looks like somebody who would try to return something after thirty one days and then set the front desk on fire if they didn't take it back. And That's I, what it reminds I me of. I respect the frugalness, but yeah. I also hate the, the the everything else. And reddish hair, like, you know, typical mm-hmm. villain. But anyways, so the incident that I was talking about earlier, Barbie is surfing <laughs> and her hair turns pink God while damn she's it. surfing. God damn. And she's basically sad about her pink hair for like 20 minutes. I actually watched a YouTube video and I can't remember the creator, but thank you so much for this joy because I was in the middle of a Starbucks doing this research and I laughed out loud. <laughs> but it's Barbie being sad about her pink hair and it's like taking out of context and you could just see her like touch it in different scenes and like look at it and she just looks like she's going to cry at any moment. It's so funny. Oh no, your hair is so fun I know, and interesting. Like, yeah. But anyway, so it turns out obviously... Um, Merlia is actually a mermaid. So the friends that I was talking about earlier, Kayla and Xylee, they take her to a mermaid tail shop. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. What I remember from this is like they have like Fred Siegel and like all these like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. So there's a tail. Up, you can just like plop them on like Polly Pockets. Apparently you have legs that just go in them. It. But there's one that's made out of denim. Ew. Like, that's not a water fabric friendly material. Not the germane tail. <laughs> it's so gross. And it has a belt. <laughs> so no. ugly. But anyway, so she picks out her tail. Um, and then I talked about Eris. And I, I, don't, I didn't do a, the whole plot thing because I don't want to, like, give too much away in case people want to watch it. But um, this is an example where I think the Barbie cinematic universe was trying to make Eris, like, really unlikable. And generally she is unlikable, but mm. she ends up being kind of iconic yeah. um, because she's petty, right? So she's the bad person in the movie. And she genuinely says at one point, nice try, sis. Uh, nice choices. <laughs> and then my other favorite thing is at one point in the movie, she screamed to interrupt someone. Like someone was talking, she goes, ah! <laughs> okay, I stand. I yeah. love her. It's pretty great. Um, so I also, again, I won't give away the ending in case you guys want to watch it, but I will say that um, Beth L says, this is an ugly side of Barbie slash Merlia I've never seen before. And then the review says, the... <laughs> The only thing that bothered me the most was when Merlia was talking with her friends and Zuma at the beach, which also Zuma's terrible. That's a whole nother sub. dolphin. We should have done like the 10 worst sidekicks. sidekicks. Oh, we yeah. can. Um, at the supremacy. beach. And was angry about Oceana and her dreams of becoming a champion surfer and attempting to smash her necklace. It was a really ugly sight for me to see. It was a side of her I'd never seen before, which is why I do my best to avoid this scene. Aw. Beth L. Are you okay? Mm, that's sad. I know. I want to say that all of the characters in this movie have the most annoying Gen Z names of all time. Xylee. And, like, Fallon and shit. I should have I should have X'd out when I saw Xylee anyways. Um, and then Super Reviewer Swede mm. said, Best Barbie ever. Love it. It's so good and the best movie I've ever seen. My favorite character is the seal. It's so cute and funny. I only wish that it had drowned in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Barbie sidekicks are so fucking awful. I cannot. They are. I didn't even go into the seal. Um, but yeah, you know, this is a pretty popular Barbie movie. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure people have seen it. I just didn't, like, give away the full thing in case people want to watch these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
I also I really like that one because I love a mermaid movie A and then I love like when they try to make like the ocean modern and so they have all these like pun like ocean themed storefronts that are like just takes on real stores but this is the movie that has the two characters Xylee and what's her face look Kayla. the exact same yes. Kayla's an awful mermaid name yeah. they look the exact same it's the same character model and they all the background characters look yep. like them too and yes. the, you thought I wouldn't notice bitch I noticed um, and then uh, Barbie and her mom are the exact same character model. Mm-hmm. So we got another MILF, another MILF in the building. Yes, so you'll have to watch to see if Calissa gets saved or not. But, but anyways. See, you're nicer than me. I'm like, I'm going to spoil all this shit for y'all. Um, Honestly, I do think people probably come to like have the whole thing spoiled, but <laughs> I don't know. Okay, um, this next one's going to be a little bit of a doozy because I... <laughs> Haven't they all been a doozy? They're all doozies, but... Ooh. Um, I felt like I couldn't rule out some movies here. Okay. So, like, I read off my didn't make it onto the list movies, and there was only four. And there are, like, at least, I guess, five other movies I should not have on my list, but I have them on my list um, because I'm smashing them all together. So the next ones I'm doing are the Fairytopia movies. We're going to discuss them, okay? Fairytopia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What a, what a ride I'm about to go on with you here now, because this <laughs> is an allegory for being a queer if ever I've heard one. Okay? <laughs> All right. Let's here's, get into it. Here's Fairytopia 1 in a, in, a, in a quick rehash. Okay. Alina is a wingless fairy who lives in a realm that is divided into seven kingdoms based off the color of the rainbow, plus one gay point, <laughs> governed by a fairy of each color and ruled over by an enchantress. When the enchantress sister Laverna poisons her and starts to kidnap all the leaders she unleashes a flying sickness and fairytopia um is rendered flightless essentially all the fairies cannot fly anymore alina has been living with her without her wings she is then you know uniquely qualified by her disability to solve this problem and stop laverna rescue the rulers um and their magic gems and the enchantress so Mm. um she is mentored by the blue fairy azura who has not been kidnapped yet who, quote, sees rainbows in her eyes, <laughs> which is supposed to be like like you're royal or magical or some shit, but just sounds gay. So whatever that means. I think it means that she's royal blood. I don't know. Alina encounters obstacles in all forms, but saves the day through her cleverness and is granted wings by the enchantress herself. Mm. Okay. Some notes I wrote on this. Fairies are inherently gay. Bibble supremacy. Um, if you <laughs> want to talk about like best like sidekicks, Bibble is the best. You can't. You can't. I do feel like I've seen Bibble. Yeah. Remind he, me. He's the one who goes, I don't need to prove that yes, one. I yes. hate myself for knowing. Bibble. Thank you. Okay. Um, anyway, I appreciate that Alina has an interesting bun that's not the Kelly Sock bun. Thank God. Okay. Thank you so much. The sock is done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After watching this movie, I too want to live in a sentient peenie. That chick looks cool as fuck. <laughs> like, that looks amazing. Very cozy. Um, the Seven Realms. I don't have to say anything else. Um, <laughs> the fairy clothes in this are much better. I love a cute little rose petal miniskirt, interesting necklines, yada yada. Um, Barbie's only friend is like a yellow character named Daffodil with space buns, and I know a bisexual when I see one. Okay? You can't lie to me. Um, she also, Alina, she invented the graphic eyeliner trend way ahead Ooh. of her time. We love her for that. There's also a very big, very buff butterfly with a dis- disarmingly deep voice. <laughs> And an extremely serious demeanor. His name is Hugh. We love him. Um, Yeah. They also gave the villain poop-colored hair, which is a fun spin on the brunette evil red hair. (laughs) Poop-colored? Is it like baby poop? It's like green. Oh, yeah. Um, Laverna is gay. Also, I need you to know this because, like, there are, like, when she kidnaps all the rulers of the the seven realms, she is mean as 
fuck to the men <laughs> and all the women. She's like, would you like a muffin? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you're not being very slick. Um, would you like a muffin? Would you like my muffin? <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, okay, so Alina at one point has to get some information from the Prince Nalu, who is the Prince of the Merman, Mermaids or whatever. Wow. We will talk about him later. He does come up later. Um, and that's a twink if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I don't care that they're trying to make him like a, an Alina love interest. He's literally wearing Mermaidia's latest fashion and seaweed bondage wear. I will not be taking any notes on this. Okay, you can fucking <laughs> fight me on this. Um, Alina is also a lesbian and I hate that they tried to ship her with Nalu. They gave up in the next movie and uh, rightfully so. Good. Okay. Um, there are some awful rhyming dancing gnome motherfuckers. They look like Snap, Crackle, and Pop, but worse. And their heads are so bulbous that I cannot comprehend them. <laughs> there is a dryad in this movie that helps Alina find Laverna, and she seems like Laverna's spurned ex-girlfriend. That's her energy. Okay. Um, I don't know. And then there's even this scene where <laughs> Alina says, why would you, or why would I risk my neck for people I don't know? They're friends I haven't met yet, bitch. I need you to stop, oh, wow. okay? I asked, what the fuck even is a bibble? What, what, is, what a, is it? What is a bibble? I don't know. Um, this has to be a metaphor for coming out. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, she feels different from everybody. She has no wings, but, you know, she can do everything anyone else does. They just see her as different for no reason. And Azura is like the wizened lesbian aunt who suspects her niece is also gay, so sends her on a journey of self-discovery. <laughs> like, that's where we're at. Um, Learn as I did. <laughs> yeah. So there's even this, like, at the scene where all, where all of the um, rulers' gemstones, like, kind of start to attack and, like, power through Laverna. There's literally a rainbow light that, like, melts Laverna and turns her into a frog. Like, she's succumbing to her own insecurities and shit. There's got there's a metaphor oh, yeah. in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the enchantress at the end is like, good job. I know you never had a problem with being flightless before, but how about you shut the fuck up and get some wings anyway? And it seems like a, just like a forced upon her yeah. thing, which is like, shut up and fit in already. Yeah. Which, okay, I know it's supposed to be happy, but I was not pleased with that. Oh, interesting ending. Yeah. And Alina's excited to fly like she hasn't been riding on the back of a butterfly for hours. I hate that. Okay. One thing I do like about this movie is the theme of, like, your disability can hold you back isn't a part of it. And it's not even, like, you can do anything despite your disability. It's, like, you are uniquely qualified to do this because of your disability, which is a very unique concept in a movie. And so I love that. So that's a wrap-up on the first Fairytopia movie. Okay. The second one, Barbie Fairytopia Mermaidia, is where it gets so gay I cannot even comprehend. So this is all still number four? Yes. Okay, but it's all just wrapped up. Yes. Okay. So I'm trying to condense them a little because I felt like I couldn't pick one over the other because you needed the background of all of them. Okay. This one's the best Fairytopia movie. I will say this. So my last mermaid movie in in the canon for me. Okay. So although she has been banished, Laverna has managed to get her henchmen to kidnap Prince Nalu so he can reveal the location of something called the Immunity Berry, which is a berry (laughs) that makes you immune to all magic. Yeah, juicy. The henchmen threaten to poison all of the water in Mermaidia. So naturally, Nalu's like, fine, I'll tell you where it is. Alina is told by a random fucking sea butterfly, whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) It just defeats the laws of aerodynamics. <laughs> I know. And it's literally just like a Kelly doll that they've stretched out. And it's so oh, God. disarming to yeah, look it's at. It's like Dobby and Kelly had a baby. And it's in that one scene. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, she says that Nalu's been kidnapped. And on her way to the cove, Alina meets Nori, who is Nalu's 
friend and not in love with him at okay, all. Good. We've stopped. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's Nori. That's the other Nori. She hates Alina because she's pretty and jealous. Literally the first thing she says, she's like, now they said you were pretty, but you're not that pretty. She's literally negging her in the first scene. Pretty queen. I was like, she's petty and in Give love. Her to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, they're competitive with each other, but work well as a team. Shenanigans happen that require Alina to trade her wings for a tail. If she isn't out of the water by the time the enchantment wears off, she'll be a mermaid forever. So the stakes are high in this one. Alina and Nori actively save each other several times and learn to work together. They successfully save Nalu in time for Alina to get her wings back. But the fungus, the henchmen, throw the poison that will kill all of the mermaids into the water, forcing Alina to jump in after it, saving the mermaids but making her a mermaid permanently. Meanwhile, Nori switched out the berries, and the henchmen serve Laverna a berry that turns her into her true self, which is, again, a frog. Nori then yeah, how'd she <laughs> escape from that last time? They didn't explain that? That she didn't turn into a frog until the last time. She was just banished. Sorry. Oh, okay. I mixed okay. it up. Okay. But it turns her into a frog. Um, Nori then gives Alina the same kind of berry, and uh, Alina turns into a more hot fairy. <laughs> she gets better. It's a hot berry. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> she gets better, hotter wings than all the other fairies. Okay. Um... <clears throat> All right, some notes from this one. I said at least they stopped uh, deciding to ship Nolly with Alina uh, in this, which I respect and is correct, and are instead trying to convince us that Nolly was a thing with the blue mermaid pal Nori, who is hot and bitchy and is in her hot girl right, uh, and is at, what did I say, and is bitchy as in her hot girl right. Oh, it's her hot girl right to be bitchy. Okay, oh, okay, sorry, okay. there we go. But we can argue that Nori and Barbie have much more chemistry. This is true. First of all, Alina gets wings at the end of the movie, but she sacrifices them to save Nori. Fruity. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of berries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's pixies in this. They're worse. I'm terrified. Sea butterflies <laughs> suck. Nala's literally... Sea butterflies, I can't. I, I thought the sea cucumber was funny, but a sea, sea butterfly, butterfly is just too much. No, I hate them. Nala's literally rocking a smoky fox eyeliner and is doing the face card face, like the... Ooh. You know what I mean? The he blue looks, steel. Yeah, he looks no. like an L.A. Botox gay in a seaweed <laughs> strap. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. And I'll slick back. Um, there's he a, just came from a dungeon somewhere. <laughs> yes, I'm not even joking a little bit. Okay, there's a turtle on this that looks like Lord Voldemort that was pink with lash extensions. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate him. Okay. Um, Nori's eyebrows are giving Pam Anderson e-girl. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I talked about Nori negging Barbie. Uh, Nori also has nose blush on. Okay. 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 Uh, There's also this part where the fungus kidnap Nalu and they tie up his hands. Like, that's not going to do anything. What are you going to do to me? (laughs) But that's also not going to do anything to prevent a mermaid from swimming away, you dumbass bitches. But Nalu just stays. Oh, he's not even attached (laughs) to anything? I'm like, Nalu just swim away. (laughs) Come on, man. He's like, I need my arms for mobility. (laughs) Yeah, right. But I think he's into it. I think he's like, oh, He's like, I'll stay. I want to see what happens. There is a part where they do hang him from his tail in the air above water. And I'm like, this bitch is this little kinky shit. I'm not even going to lie. It's a typical Saturday. Uh-huh. Night for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said, I hate when things have both mermaid tails and fairy wings. Pick a struggle. Um, <laughs> there's also a scene where Barbie and Nori are eyeing each other as they jump off the waterfall, and their flirty banter afterwards is like, oh my god, out of this world. Um, they even give each other like snooty retorts, and I'm like, they want, they want each other so bad, <laughs> I can't even comprehend it. Um, I <laughs> said. I said I know Nori is bisexual because she has blue hair and bad social skills. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. All right. Um, The fungus say berry like berry, which I love that. 
Um, I said this movie is really pretty, has excellent pacing, high stakes. We're talking eco-terrorism and genocide here. Okay, great. Yeah. Good characters. All the elements. Yeah, better messages. Uh, I said Alina's fairytopia Jesus, I think. Um, <laughs> I said the chemistry that Alina and Nori have saving each other from bondage monsters. Whew. Uh, <laughs> is it hot in here? Yeah, <laughs> right. Whew. Um, also love the theory that this transformation of like, her turning into, well, let me say, I love the theory that this transformation was a metaphor for like a gay awakening. So like Alina never specifically asked for wings, but was rewarded with them by the Enchantress who figures that Alina assimilating into like standard culture would be a good reward for her. But Alina allowing herself to reject the wings so that she can have the mermaid tail kind of has a subjects subtext of like rejecting, assimilating and conforming. So uh, into something you're not. And then, this time she isn't having the transformation done to her she's choosing to transform which is like a totally different thing and then after that happens they get matching tattoo sleeves of courage that just appear on their arm and I'm like okay oh wow you're basically married at that point yeah um Nori becomes Bibble's new stepmom saving him from geysers (laughs) Bibble eats one of the berries and talks like a jazz singer like Barry White he's like oh yeah like (laughs) Love that. Bibble. Um, I wrote Alina sacrificing herself for Nori count, too. <laughs> um, Alina pulls up to the magic meadow with the most tricked out wings of all time. It's kind of funny to me. Yeah, stun on those hoes. You better work, bitch. <laughs> yes, I do sleep the house in town. Boots. <laughs> boots, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty fucking gay, right? The last movie is not as good as this one, but it is all about, like, Alina going to fairy school to become the Avatar, essentially. Um, she's going to become the next ruler of her realm, and she's groomed by the realm leaders in Fairytopia. Um, she's so powerful, and her peers are jealous. Shit happens, and then they accept her, and she gets rainbow wings. That's a metaphor. Oh, come on. Right? Being yeah. accepted by your peers? Come on. Um, anything regarding rainbows is gay, but Fairytopia is founded on gay principles. Uh, yeah okay um i mean like i could go into detail about this but i feel like i've talked way too much about fairytopia it's <laughs> so gay i feel like i'm immersed in yeah. the entire world so i said overall eight out of ten gayness for me Ooh, eight out of ten yeah. we're really getting up there yeah is that a combined score that's or you would all, give yeah each... that's like for all three of them okay. i'd say because they're all like metaphorically very much like about accepting yourself and loving yourself as a rainbow bitch and like yeah it's so gay lauren how can it not well, be listen, like that stone crawling scene was the most homoerotic thing I've heard all day. You so. need to watch Nori and Alina dive off of this <laughs> waterfall to each other. I do. Other. God I do need damn. To do that. Yeah. Whew. As you said. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Wow. Thank, Thank you. you for watching all of those. <laughs> I was I was riveted. I was like, please give me next. more. <laughs> give me more. Cue the next one. It was it was firmly like lesbian gay solidarity oh, of the whole yeah. movie between Nalu and Nori. I was yeah. like, I'm ready. I love it. <laughs> These are my people. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three for me, Barbie, Princess and the Pauper. Oh, yeah. This okay. one. Inspired by Mark Twain's fascinating 1881 novel, Name of the Prince and the Pauper, the flaxen-haired aristocrat Princess Annalise discovers an unexpected friendship when she chances upon the humble, dark-haired commoner, Erica. <laughs> A terrible conspiracy threatens the freedom of the kind noblewoman, and only Erica, Annalise's determined ally, who bears a striking striking resemblance to her, like very striking, like mm-hmm. they didn't do any character design at all, no. can save her. Will the princess and the pauper thwart the plans? Of the Queen's scheming advisor, Preminger? Preminger! Preminger. 
So again, I'm not giving a lot away because this movie is so good. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's listening and hasn't seen it, please watch it. Like I was smiling through the whole movie. And for those of you who don't know, this is where the TikTok sound, I'm just like you, you're just <laughs> yeah. like me. That's oh, where this comes my from. God. Okay. And the, also the one that's like, it's a temporary law. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, every song in this movie slaps yeah. way harder than it needed to. Okay, Easily. this soundtrack popped off. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Just definitely watch it. So as far as pettiness goes, the pettiest character is inevitably the villain, Preminger. Mm-hmm. Oh. His villain intro song is called How Can I Refuse? Mm-hmm. So this song is basically all about like how narcissistic and materialistic he can be. Material girl. Material girl. Um, he wants the throne simply because he can take it. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a coulda, woulda, shoulda kind of thing. He wants the power, but most of all, he wants the things and the stuff and the gold. Yes, you do. Super incredibly petty, materialistic, and it's awesome. He even calls somebody in the movie a simpering simperton. Preminger is the best villain. Yes, he's best. Um, but I would argue that this movie is very high on the homoerotic scale. Um, I don't want to give it too much away again in case someone hasn't seen it, but there's an entire YouTube video called Overanalyzing the Barbie Movies with Queer Marxist Theory by Are They Gay? <laughs> and this movie got yeah. torn wide open. Oh, so God. definitely check that out. Um, really great movie. The characters are great. Um, there's not a single annoying character. I mean, Preminger's annoying, but it's in like a Sharpay Evans kind yeah, of annoying yeah, yeah. way, so he's kind of iconic. So I got some some petty uh, reviews from IMDb. So Jair says, ah, the acrid smell of pomposity. <laughs> if you're an adult and thought this was not top-notch entertainment for your own age bracket, then you should A, get over it, considering that the movie was not created for you, and B, seriously think about re-examining your stuck-up and sardonic personality, which might just lead to a more fulfilling social life. Period. <laughs> Jair, you're the petty queen. Thank oh you for that God. review. I think I have like five movies on Letterboxd. I rated five out of five stars, and that's one of them. I'm it's really good. Lie, yeah. Definitely check it out. Um, and there is a, a spot of rejection at the end, which I think you guys will find interesting. But oh my God, can I tell you my favorite joke from that movie? Yeah, I don't even think it's supposed to be a joke. There's this, <laughs> this whole scene where Erica and Annalise are talking about their lives, and Erica's like, "I can't do anything," or like Annalise, she's like, "I can't do anything. I'm a princess, and people bring my eggs to me in the morning." And Erica's like, "I have to walk 12 miles to get my eggs, <laughs> and then I come home, and then I make them myself, and I'm an indentured servant." <laughs> where they do that same thing and it's not meant to be a joke but I laugh so loud I'll <laughs> so, tell you about it like but there's, yeah there's literally the line well at least you're not an indentured servant <laughs> it gets me every time <laughs> it's so funny oh princess my heart's like so hard <laughs> she's like okay bitch yeah and if you're into botany you're gonna like this movie too oh yeah yeah no that's a great one um have <laughs> you <laughs> So if you have, this is a fun fact, if you guys are like wanting to make an extra buck, if you go into your garage and you look through your Barbie collection and you have an Erica doll Mm -hmm. that still works and she sings when you press her little belly button, that's worth like $400. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So like a lot of the Annalise dolls are still around. They're very common Mm because the Barbie, like with the blonde hair was, you know, the better seller at the time. But the Erica dolls are way more coveted now. And if you pair them with the Annalise dolls, they sing the I'm just like you in harmony at the same time. It's very cute. That is cute. But there's not as many Erica dolls that are in good condition. So they're worth so much money. I highly recommend looking through your shit. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow. uh, At least you're not an intention servant. It's what she deserves. She deserves to be the expensive bitch. (laughs) She really does. Okay. Um, Anyway. Okay. Oh God, I keep fucking with my mic. I'm so fucking fidgety. Fidget queen. 
All right. So the next one on my list is another mashup because it's technically in the Fairytopia realm, but it's the spinoff series called Barbie Mariposa. Okay, which it's, is butterfly in Spanish. Yeah, okay. literally. So this is your, your only example of Latino representation Jeez. in the Barbie movies. Oh um, Just in the title. That's and it. I need you to know Barbie's not Latina, and there's one character named Carlos who pronounces her name right, and the actor is not Latino. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's like, mariposa, which is how you say it, but everyone's like, mariposa oh, the God. whole time, which kills me. Anyway, I have this thing will not stay up. My little pop filter, she's not working today. It's fine. Oh, she's limp. She's, she's tired. She's been working hard today. Okay, so um, here's the first one, a little synopsis. Okay, it first off starts of, with Bibble making an effigy of his girlfriend, which is weird, and Bibble. I hate that, and I hate it. This movie's very meta, so in this case, the framing device is not Barbie, it's Elena telling the story of Mariposa. Hmm. So it's cool that I had them on the list where I could explain them. Like, yeah. All right, summary. The flutter fairies are fairies that are have butterfly wings instead of your regular schmagular wings, right? They are the favorite snack of this being called a skeezite, which is just a big fucking tub of lard that likes to eat butterflies. And they're afraid <laughs> of light. <Me. laughs> yum, yum, yum. Um, so the queen's magic allows like light to flourish all over the town of Flutterfield that keeps the skeezites away. And so while she's alive, they're protected. Um, but the assistant named Henna poisons the queen and all of the lights in Flutterfield are dimmed. So Henna wants to rule, essentially. Um, and then the Prince Carlos is like a little dweeb. And he is like, I have to. I met Mariposa. She's the only bitch in this town that reads. I have to use her to f- solve the problem. Mariposa is like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That's ah, her. That's her main thing. Library girl. Yeah. <clears throat> so. So she's the only other bitch in the kingdom that reads books. So he's like, <laughs> all right, I got to help. She's got to help. So Mariposa teams up with the prince, the two fashion designer fairies. <laughs> of course. Um, to fix the problem through the powers of astronomy, navigation, to locate the <laughs> antidote to the poison. Mariposa discovers her friend Henna is behind it all. They defeat her and bring back light to the kingdom before the skeezites can eat all the butterfly fairies. Okay. There you go. That's the brief synopsis. Okay. Now we're into my notes. Okay, Mariposa is just Alina with butterfly wings, but she is voiced by Nori, <laughs> the same <laughs> lady that voiced Nori. Um, so that's mm, fruity. Oh no, I lost my notes. Where did they go? They fucking just disappeared on me. <gasps> they just—it's just my page changed. Okay, I was like, come back. Hold briefly, friends. We need you. We're coming back to it. It's okay. I have—I have like twenty-two pages on this. Okay, I only got up to eight, <clears throat> but I'm obsessed. <laughs> I just am an obsessive bitch. It's fine. Uh, Mariposa doesn't feel like she belongs. Pointed look. Mm. Um, so the evil fairy <laughs> Henna is a two-faced bitch, and she asked Mariposa why she wasn't at the party. It was a party. She was like the party, the party, the butterfly party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Essentially, like, the opening scene of this movie is, like, Mariposa sitting with her purple friend on the, like, cliff edge reading a book. And then the purple friend's like, you're such a dork, and leaves. And then Henna's like, hey, I missed your vibes. Where were you? And I was like, okay, whatever, Henna. Um, Mariposa says, you wouldn't understand. And Henna basically says, try me. (laughs) Wait, that's sexy. She's like, I often feel like I don't belong, too. And then she winks at her. I swear to God. I'm like... (gasps) So when are y'all scissoring? Like, what's that happening? Like, oh my god. I would love somebody to give me a hetero explanation. Please. There isn't one. So when are y'all scissoring after? 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so this is the first time I've seen a legit fairy that was fairy sized. They are also existing alongside the fairies that are big people sized. Okay. Weird. Is she like microscopic? Because these people live in in like flowers. So why are there like fairy sized? Fairies and also tinier fairies. Yeah, it's very confusing. Also, like this entire universe, like I said, scale off some fuck shit. Are the are the flowers in Flutterfield like the size of people? Because uh, like Alina was the size of Nori the mermaid, or mm-hmm. are they all just tiny? I need to know. I need to know. Answer these questions Scaling. for me. Thank you. Um, ooh, that was a gross noise. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So at the end, like Hannah or Hannah or whatever her name is, tries to get Mariposa to come to her side, like her evil side, for no fucking reason. Literally, nobody knows anything about Mariposa. They're just like, you like to read on your hot. So obviously, we need you in our corner. Um, no reason. She's literally already powerful on her own, but it's giving girl crush. Like, mm. she's like, I just want you on my side. I just want you by my side. Um, the relationship with Prince Carlos is not relevant to the plot at all. <laughs> and I wrote at the bottom of this, okay, second verse, gayer than the first. <laughs> We're going to talk about Mariposa 2, which is, I think, oh, I lost my notes again. God damn. I think it's called Mariposa and the Princess or something like that. Like, okay. fairy princess. Yeah. Mariposa and the fairy princess. Okay. Here's the summary of this one. <clears throat> Mariposa is, cho- is chosen as an ambassador to Shimmervale, the land of crystal fairies. Um, mm-hmm. Essentially, they're regular fairies, but they have crystal wings and they use crystals to power energy and have like this really secret fun energy thing anyway um yeah they have major beef <laughs> essentially so there's major beef between Shimmervale and flutterfield because the crystal fairies think that the butterfly fairies stole their crystals which they didn't it was some bitch ass witch um bitch since, ass witch. right since mariposa is the only bitch who reads and is apparently not racist she heads to Shimmervale to make peace she is greeted by ariana grande looking envoy <laughs> who is racist uh that fairy gives her a tour of the city, and then Mariposa sees a beautiful fairy princess leaning out of the window, Juliet style, and is like, who is that bitch? Ooh. Flies up to her. They have a cute little meet-cute. <clears throat> Their exchange is a very flirty convo. This is Princess Catania. She mm. is a fairy that does not fly because she was scared when she was a kid by said witch uh, who wanted to steal all the crystals. They become fast friends, and... Um, Catania gives Mariposa, like, the benefit of the doubt when all the other fairies are racist to her. So the king of Shimmervale forces uh, Mariposa to fold her big old butterfly wings down because <laughs> they're a nuisance. And Catania sees this and does the same as out of solidarity. Okay. She's like, oh, that's not I'm fair. I'm going to fold my wings. Yeah. So they fold them down into, like, Don't make skirts. yourself smaller, people. <clears throat> no, don't do it. Don't do it. So they go on several dates uh, exploring Shimmervale and, like, learn about each other. They dance with each other at the fairy ball because, like, at a fairy ball, everybody's flying around, right? But Mariposa is not allowed to fly because her wings are folded down. So Catania's like, I'm going to dance with you on the floor. And they all just dance. And I'm like, okay, this is, these are gay. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then they exchange gifts. So Mariposa gives Catania, like, this magic flower and then... Catania gives her a fucking crystal. We learned that Mariposa was invited to Shimmervale because the crystal fairies think that the butterfly fairies are crazy savage warriors who can protect them from the witch who is named Gwilliam. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than a sea butterfly. Her name's Gwilliam. Gwilliam. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Someone had some beef with someone named William that day. Anyway, um, Anyway, the witch does not come back. The two girls outsmart her, motivate each other to go beyond their physical limits and save the day through gay love. Um, yeah, notes. 
They changed her voice actor from Nori back to Barbie, which is Kelly Sheridan, which is like just solidifying the relationship between <laughs> Nori and Alina to me in my head. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, which is weird because that same voice actress exists in this universe because there's like that double meta framing device. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to, who knows, really? I also miss I also miss the raspy like Nori voice, but this says Barbie and racism through lesbianism. They basically make her bell. I hate the Bibble stand in, which is another puff named Z. Uh, uh, why do they do this? <laughs> why? Um, they try to shove in hetero couples like Mariposa and Carlos have spent the entire movie apart. No time together. Don't make me ship them. Uh, the king or like some lord is called Lord Gastrus. He's terrible and the only black man. Bar- oh, no. Barbara. And his name, he sounds like a fart. Like his name sounds like a fart. Gastrus? Gastrus. And race doesn't exist in this movie. There's only interfairy species racism, apparently. Wow. Uh, Marabella, the queen with the light power, is a MILF. We love her. This is the best of fairy movies look so far. I love the character design. The newest ones are creepy, but this is pretty. Backgrounds are rich, detailed. It's my absolute favorite. It's the most beautiful one, easily. Okay. Yeah. Um, And also, Mariposa, and this has brown eyes, which I think they should give more... Barbie's brown eyes because it's such a great look. They should. Like the, I like brown eyes. Right, right. Yeah. Like the the blonde hair and brown eyes combo is very like warm, very mm-hmm. inviting. So I do love that. Her. Um, <clears throat> I also wrote, let's watch two blonde bitches fall in love. Enemies to love are puffballs. <laughs> <laughs> There's like the Bibble character has like a love interest and that's like this as straight as this movie gets. Um, there is an assistant bat that helps the witch and he sounds like a frat bro. It's so funny. I, oh my God. Some of the lines he says, I'm like, someone's son came in that day and recorded this. How many brothers do you know? Yeah. There's also this scene where Catania gives Mariposa a library Beauty and the Beast style. Mm-hmm. Like, she's literally like, this is all for you. And I was like, there's no, y'all are in love. Fucking, I'm so yeah. sorry. Um, Basically married. Yeah, I wrote, my God, these bitches gay. <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. Uh, no Kelly characters. We love that. Um, Catania never changed her outfit from when she was eight. Uh, what else did I write on here? They wear a lot of mini skirts for bitches who fly. <laughs> um, they got shorts on. Oh, one of the lines the bat says is, Whoa, you're so wicked. Oh. <laughs> like that. It's like Crash the Sea Turtle. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's awful, though. Um, okay, so there's this scene where they go and they put this magic flower thing back into the secret crevice to fix the problem, whatever. And Catania looks over at Mariposa because it's the first time Catania's flown since she was eight because Mariposa's inspired her to do it. And she, like, looks over at her longingly as they put the thing in the crevice. It's very oh, sexual yeah. in nature. And I'm like... No winks, though, on this one, right? Mm, no winks. That you saw. You don't need them. Um, <laughs> They're not needed. You don't need them. At the end, when the, the witch is, like, transformed into a bad guy, the bat goes, you changed. You used to be cool. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, when they transform... Lesbian flag colors. Catania's are bi flag colors. I'm so sorry. 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. All right. I mean, how more obvious could you it's, get? I, I will tell you when oh. we get there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that your number two or number three? I do not recall. I think okay, I have I one more after this. Okay. Oh, I have two more. Okay. Um, okay, so my number two. Yeah. Barbie, Princess and the Pop Star. So we've gone from Princess and the Popper to Princess and the Pop Star. How many times are they going to do the same? I'm so tired. <laughs> When the gracious young princess, Tori, trades places with her favorite singer, Kira, the girls will have to work together to save the realm of Marabella. Will the princess and the pop star learn to appreciate the power of uniqueness? 
<laughs> you cunt. Okay. Charisma, uniqueness, yeah. nerve, and talent. <laughs> talent. First of all, this movie just has like a really weak soundtrack, I thought, besides Here I Am. So everything else on the soundtrack is a redo of other songs. So like mm-hmm. girls just want to have fun. They redo that song. Um, it's an incredibly tone deaf movie. And so it's number two on my list because it's petty because it's socially unaware. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I didn't find any of the characters really like likable because you have two girls in huge positions of power. So one is a princess and one is like a national, like international pop star, right? Right. And privilege who simply cannot go on living their lives because they haven't wanted to uh, write a royal speech in the case of Tori the princess right. or write any new songs for her new album Shut in the case the of Kira. Fuck up. They just simply can't go on, right? Right. So the girls have magical items, a magical microphone in the case of Kira, and a magical hairbrush in the case of Tori, that are able to change their costumes and hair to look like the other, but it's truly never explained how they got them. Mm, Weird. Yeah. Okay. My favorite unintentional petty-ish moment of the film is actually quite sad. So going back to like something that's not really meant to be a joke, but I laughed out loud. Yeah. When the princess swaps places with the pop star, so when Tori swaps places with Kira... Um, She's walking around the town square and she runs into little girls who recognize her as who they think is Tori the pop star. And they start talking about the concert coming up in Mirabella and they get into a conversation. And um, quote unquote Tori, who's really, you know, the princess, Mm -hmm. um, says, oh, my gosh, you guys should just buy tickets. And the girls basically say that they're poor and their dad said no. (laughs) And the princess's face is so confused by like poor people and the concept of not having money. Like she just stares at them. What's that? (laughs) And she's like, wow, poor, why? And the girls say because of the drought in Mirabella, things have been really bad. But you wouldn't know that because you're not from here, so don't worry about it. <laughs> when in reality, they're speaking to the actual princes of the realm, who's Woof. so stupid and so ignorant, she doesn't even I, know there's a drought. I mean, fuck. That's just, that's, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so I won't give away the whole movie, but they use that mag- microphone and hairbrush a lot. Um, they end up, you know, doing a lot of really interesting covers of songs together. Um, and they're just kind of insufferable, really, okay. the two of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, Sparkletastic Cookie Dough is back on IMDb. <laughs> Let's hear it, bitch. And has given another <laughs> review. The characters are annoying. The dogs are useless. Don't even get me started on the dogs. Mm, yeah. I hated the dogs. Fuck the dogs. Tori's dog was so annoying. It was like, um, I'm trying to think of, like, even a character it would be like, uh, kind of like a bro a little bit mm-hmm. and it just was focused on like eating okay and that's it Very okay annoying. yeah um, and then the princess's dog was a cavalier king Charles of course and very like uppity and didn't uh, want to have it yeah anyways it's like Tallulah the monkey <laughs> yeah and the plot is stupid I think the villain might be the worst character in the film but it's a tough call and then movie man 4950 says this is the best movie I've ever seen in my whole life is what I would be saying if I actually liked it <laughs> That's great. That's a great review. <laughs> I appreciate it? how like backwards those are. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Did you think that maybe they made this movie to try and like profit off of the princess and the popper's success? Yes, hundred percent. And it fell flat. <sighs> it fell very flat. Isn't there another one that's kind of like that? I want to say there's like a third Barbie movie that's the same mm. exact. It might have been on my list that I didn't do, but quit it. I know. They're like, oh, today we explore the concept of poverty again. <laughs> those little girls are like. We're, we're in a drought. You didn't know that? Oh, wait, you're not from here. No. Oh, They're God like, Our damn. dad said no because we're too poor. So anyways. Okay. Fun. Are we ready? Yeah, my bladder's really full. I'm Do trying to stick break? it out. No, it's okay. We can break. I got two more. I'll pause. Are they long? Not as long as they had last two. Okay. Do you want me to... I'll get through one more. Okay. All right. So my next one is Barbie A Christmas Carol. 
Oh, gosh. Okay. Not to be confused with the Muppets. Right. Very different. I want you to imagine a Christmas carol, but Scrooge is a lady and is in love with Bob Cratchit, who is also a lady. Okay. 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 I don't... I didn't write the summary, because y'all know that shit, so I'm going to just read my notes to you. Um... I love that Barbie's tree in this movie, like, in the framing device, looks like an actual pink Barbie tree I had as a kid. Very cool. Very nice. Mm. There's a Kelly jump scare count. So this is the first one. Number one. Um, framing story Barbie's kind of bitchy. I stand. This is the first time I've ever seen that from her. Maybe you should have had this one, but I really am glad I had it because it's the gayest thing I've mm. ever seen. Okay. Um, at least this Kelly doesn't have an annoying voice actor. And then I put a note to practice my Kelly Barbie voice in there. <laughs> um, note <okay>. to self. <laughs> so Barbie says that they're late for this Christmas ball and yet has time to tell Kelly the entirety of the Christmas carol. And I <laughs> like kind of, yeah, I kind of stand. <laughs> yeah. um, so in this rendition, Scrooge is instead this woman named Eden who is an opera singer because kids hate old people apparently and I guess <laughs> like I can't relate to them. Eden's a huge bitch and is yes. very campy. So imagine like the Barbie voice but then make it snooty. It's a, mm. it's kind of fun. I really yeah. I really love it. I have to explore. And it's in a Victorian setting for Barbie, which is also fun, and I can't believe they haven't done that before. Um, so I love the costumes. Very great. But it's fun to listen to Barbie talk in her little snooty voice. Like, she has a cat named Chuzzlewit, and she's like, <laughs> Chuzzlewit, we're going to be late for the opera. And I was like, okay, period. <laughs> Get into it. Um, so her, like, best friend in this movie is the pink character. So Barbie's not even the pink bitch in this one, which is Ooh. so strange, right? And this woman, Status quo. Right? I know. She wears, like, green and red, like, Christmas colors. But okay. um, her friend is this woman named Catherine. Mm. She's very important. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> if you guys could have seen the head action on Emma when she said that. It's just very important. Like, her whole neck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they try to make Catherine have, like, a relationship with Fred, which is Scrooge's, like, nephew. Okay. But that shit's... Oh, yeah, Fred. Yeah, yeah, not important. Okay. Um, <laughs> Last maybe 30 seconds, and then it's over. Yeah, I said, does this mean Barbie does not have a love interest? She's just a cock block? Very gay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, fuck. I keep losing my notes. What the fuck is going on, computer? Hello? I need you to fucking work with me. Get your act together. Please. But I'm so glad that I color-coded these things, color. because I knew this shit would happen. Okay. So, I talked about Chuzzle with the cat. Meow. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, the amount of time Barbie is paired off with her stylist is getting up in numbers. Catherine is her stylist for the opera. Um, this is the third time this has happened. Okay. Um, Taylor's oldest time. Yeah. People are like, Eden, you're wrapped around Catherine's finger. And I think that that has a whole new context when reading it through a gay lens. Okay. Fun fact. <laughs> Kelly jump scare count three. Um <laughs> Eden, <laughs> yeah. So Eden's a bitch, and when she is like at night, her like her dead aunt, who was like a big old meanie, comes to her, and she's like, "You're not a ghost." And I was like, "Yes, queen, gaslit the transparent woman floating in front of you. You just lie to her." Um, I said, "Barbie gaslit the nether word world." Okay. Um, the ghost of Christmas past is annoying. Uh, do all the ghosts have Cockney accents in this universe? I hate them. Kelly jump scare count four. <laughs> I seriously hate what I am now dubbing the Kelly sock bun. This was the official. Mm. Yes. Okay. Kicked it off. Yep. I said, someone come fetch the ghost of Christmas past. She's practically popping her ethereal pussy to jolly old St. Nicholas. <laughs> um, so essentially in this movie, the only thing that motivates Eden to change is Catherine. And the only thing that grounds Catherine is Eden. Like, they were friends when they were kids, and Eden was, like, nicer then, but when she got famous as an opera singer, she started to be bitchy, but Catherine was the only one who knew her when she was a kid, so she can still see the good in her. But, you know, when the Ghost of Christmas future shows her her future, it's not that she's dead, it's that Catherine's, like, I'm kind of fed up with her now. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, 
All right. Um, so I said Eden is less motivated by the spirit of Christmas and is more motivated by Catherine. To her, Catherine <laughs> is family, love, and comfort. Okay. Um, Period. Yeah. I said I'm living for the lifeless look in these character model eyes. <laughs> Kelly jump scare number five because she in this one is named Tammy. <laughs> a historically Victorian name, Tiny yeah. Tam. <laughs> Tammy, the most Victorian name. She's terrifying. Uh, Eden and Catherine like goes to the orphanage and like feeds all the orphans and shit, and that's why where we get Tiny Tam from. <laughs> Tiny yeah, Tam. <laughs> I hate it. Um, oh, bless us, everyone. <laughs> so at the at the end, when like you know she's all converted into being a good person, Eden goes and gives everyone gifts, and she goes up to Catherine. She's like, "I'll give you yours later." <gasps> Yay, bitch! Um, so Catherine and Eden essentially adopt Tammy, moms. We love. Um, and then I wrote at the end, like, as they're all, like, getting onto their coach, whatever, Freddie, like, asks Catherine out. And she's like, okay, sure. But I'm like, Freddie, if that's your girl, then why is she riding off with her wife to their holiday retreat with their adopted their child? Kid. I need yeah. to know. Please. <laughs> it's not because she's into you, babe. Okay. <laughs> and I said, sometimes a family is two moms, a frightening Kelly doll, some ghosts, and a fucked up cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Make your own family in this life. And I also said... <laughs> You're in her DMs. I'm in her carriage keeping the spirit of Christmas in her ear. We are not the same. <laughs> and then when they flash back out to the framing device, Barbie and Kelly, there's a real life Catherine who comes in and she's like, it's time to go to the ball, whatever. And I was like, real life Barbie gay, Barbie gay confirmed. Ooh. Overall, nine out of ten. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So we have my number one for pettiness. Let's hear it. So speaking of. When fashion people get stuck as her sidekick. <laughs> Barbie, a fashion fairy tale. Mm -hmm. Barbie gets fired from her most recent acting job, so she packs up and visits her fashion designer, Aunt Millicent, in Paris. But her aunt has her own problems. To the delight of her longtime rival, Jacqueline, oh my God. Millicent's design firm has gone broke. However, her assistant, Marie Alicia, has a plan, and with the help of some magical fashion fairies, she and Barbie try to save the day. <sighs> This movie was just a lot. Okay, so basically the whole plot is Barbie is an actress, and she's playing the princess in the pea, but then the mm -hmm. director decides to put zombie peas in there instead of regular peas. As you do. And so Barbie ends up, like, you know, quitting or, like, getting fired. She mm -hmm. doesn't quit. She actually gets fired. Wow. And then just packs up and goes to Paris to visit her aunt, and then she goes to the old Millicent place, and Jacqueline has now taken over, and she's like, she doesn't work here anymore. She's like, she's across the street in her, like, whatever, attic. Literally the attic the making dresses. Accent. Thank you. And then, um, I'm totally forgetting the assistant's name, Mary Alicia. Okay, of course. I'm going to call her Marie from now on, because sure. that's too much. So, Marie is there, and she's timid, and she's brunette, of course. And she's like, there's a dresser in the corner that if you shake it enough, the fairies are supposed to come out. They literally shake a dresser, and these fairies come out and help them with their fashion design so that M Millicent can become, like, a famous fashion designer oh again God. and, like, reclaim her throne. These are definitely connected to see fairy secret. I think they but have to like be. they're, fairy-sized? They're fairy-sized. Okay. They're tiny. Well, they're, they're actually pretty tall for fairies, but they're at least small. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, first of all, the amount of plot holes in here is something I can't even go into. Her dog, Sequin, is a is a poodle, but she, the dog gets into Paris with no quarantine period or having to show any rabies papers or whatever. She's literally in Paris the next Fucker. day. Um, maybe because she's a poodle and that's toy French. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Barbie is supposed to be only 16 in this movie. Oh, my God. Where are her parents? Why is she in a, like, the starring yeah. role of a movie? Okay. I mean, so this movie I found to be incredibly petty. Um, the opening scene involves a movie director who is clearly supposed to be a fiery gay man. So could have had mm -hmm. it on your list, too. 
Barbie in this movie plays a princess, like I said. She's trying to explain that she doesn't want to star in the ne- like next to zombie peas, as in the princess and the pea. And the director says, you know that flapping thing you were doing with your mouth just then? And Barbie says, you mean expressing my opinion? He says, yeah, that. No more of that from you. Ah, that's petty. <laughs> that's, that's very petty. I thought also, <clears throat> so I was about to put Ken in the petty category, because mm-hmm. in this movie, Barbie's actually dating Ken. Which, like, I yeah. feel like never happens. Well, like, in the later movies, that, that's canon. I think around this time is when they started doing... So, Barbie, like, fashion, whatever, the one you're doing right now, mm-hmm. this was, like, the first time they... Yeah, this is yeah, the first the, time yeah. I saw it in any mm-hmm. of my lists. So, I thought that Ken was going to be joining the petty train because he called Barbie to break up with her over the phone. Uh, before bitch. she leaves for Paris. Yeah. But it turns out I had to remove this because it was just a voice recording from, like, some acting notes he was doing with mm-hmm. some random evil girl, and that's literally also never explained. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, who's the evil girl? Is it Raquel? I think it is Raquel. She's got black hair. Yeah, Yeah. she's always up to some shenanigans. So this movie was a totally wild ride. Towards the end of the movie, there's a giant fashion show where Millicent is trying to, like, get her design sold and so she can, like, take over the company again and basically become a star again. Um, So the fairies and Marie and Barbie, or is Barbie Barbie? Yes, Barbie's Barbie in this. (laughs) They they get these, like, really cool dresses. I thought they were actually really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're doing, like, the catwalk or whatever. But... The hot, the hot dog stand guy was supposed to buy the building from Millicent yeah. um, and bought it from her, assuming she wasn't going to reach stardom. And she's like, OK, well, if I reach X amount, will you like, you know, give me back the hot dog place? Right. And he's like, yeah, I guess I'll come to your show and like watch you fail or whatever. So the whole time during the fashion show, there's a grown man in a hot dog suit with like a shit eating face on I mean. watching the dresses go down the runway. That would be my fetish. <laughs> so That's great. Oh, it was so great. Um, okay, so of course I had to go on IMDb to look at reviews mm-hmm. for this one. This mm-hmm. movie's actually really cute. You guys should check it out. Um, a fully adult grown woman. I don't have the name because this was before I took names down because this is my number one movie. Yeah. Um, the movie was cute but lacking. The fashion was not in my taste. Mm. And she had a profile picture on IMDb <sighs> and this woman had to be at least 50 years old. I mean. So of course the fashion's not going to be in your taste. Barbie's 16. Girl, what the fuck are you doing? But I just thought it was interesting and petty for many reasons. First of all, having a poodle is petty in general. Yes. Secondly, the hot dog guy really got me. Thirdly, the movie <laughs> director who was flamboyantly gay really got me. But then also, what I really love about it is Barbie is basically taking credit for Millicent and Marie's work. <laughs> and then Ken flies to Paris to win her back. And he transforms into like the suit or whatever and walks the catwalk. And he's like the last model to run the catwalk. Oh, so then he takes it from Barbie. Oh, that is petty. I know. Everyone's fighting. Everyone's very petty in this movie. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then there's a whole subplot about like a, a dog who is Millicent's dog, I think, and then falls in love with Sequin, the poodle. Mm. But I didn't even go into that because the, the sidekicks really annoy the fuck out. I, they always try to get them like... Like boyfriends or girlfriends. I know. I'm like, I don't want to think about Bibbles fucking. It's so weird. Please. Like, Sequin is playing ball, and the design, the dog designer is like, Look at her. She moves so freely. I want to base my next design. <laughs> First of all, I love your French uh, accent. It's, it's so very bad. good. Very good. Um, <laughs> très magnifique. Très magnifique. Oh. Sorry to any French listeners. Um, but I'm going to use that line, though, where it's like, you know that thing you were doing with your mouth? The flapping thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for no. you to be in your Barbie era. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Sure. Okay. This is my last one. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. This is probably no surprise to anyone of you that are Barbie carnosaurs. Especially you gays out there. But this, my very number one, it was impossible 
to look at this and not make it the number one. And I was like, you know, I don't like looking at other people's lists and then just willy nilly going with what everyone's been saying. But this was undeniable. Okay, so the gayest Barbie movie of all time is Barbie and the Diamond Castle. Ooh, holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. All right. I didn't. I also didn't write a summary on this one because I was like, it's going to spoil something. But we're going to break it down. Essentially, we have um, Liana and Alexa, two BFFs, and they go on an adventure to save one of the muses of song. Oh, is essentially wow. she's trapped into a, in a mirror, and they okay. want to free her. Okay, that's essentially <laughs> that's essentially the vibe. Okay, yeah. the framing device starts off with Barbie and Teresa and Kelly's bitch ass. Kelly's <laughs> complaining about some shit, and Barbie and Teresa are singing a song called Two Voices One Song," which is the gayest that's thing I've. Ever heard, seconded only to the other song in this movie called Connected. <laughs> Take with that what you will, okay? Um, yeah. It's like, I feel connected, <gasps> protected. Oh, right. mm-hmm. wrap it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <clears throat> okay, so this song, uh, Two Voices, One Song, is literally the opening song about loving your friend and never letting go. Um, and then Connected's oddly provocative Barbie and Teresa have had sex and I know it. <laughs> I said Barbie has hella hoes and she loves a brunette. She <laughs> okay. does. Okay, um, this next one says the story, Liana and Alexa, just two girls live together in the woods picking flowers. It's giving cottagecore lesbian. Mm. Okay. You're going to bake a pie together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Literally. Okay. And then they wear the bi and lesbian flag colored dresses. It's standard practice in these Barbie movies. Okay. They find two heart stones in the river and make matching friendship necklaces out of it. But I know engagement necklaces when I see them. (laughs) Okay. And they wear them and they love them. Call them out. Call them out. Yeah. 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 And they're like protective. They protect them from magic events, essentially, because what they are is like stones that fell off the diamond castle and washed down the river. Mm, Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Happens to me. I find those all the time. Yeah. Um, They have dogs. They walk on two feet, and I hate them. They, um... (laughs) Hold on. To zoom past that. They walk on two feet? Yeah, for fun. I hate it. Anyway. I'm going to Google that right now. (laughs) Like, not the whole time, but a lot of the time. Um, And they dance, and, like, it's awful. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, um... Liana and Alexa literally have no fucking money at all. They're so broke. They're broke bitches, but they need to go on this adventure to save their friend in the mirror that they find from a witch and they stumble across like a tavern where the the tavern owner is like upset because the magician magicians the musicians that were supposed to perform there haven't showed up so barbie and and um teresa are like oh we're musicians okay and they sing their songs about fucking to the tavern <laughs> people don't you guys want to hear it <laughs> don't you want to hear our love songs and then the two um musicians that were supposed to come show up and they're like they're not bad for girls like they're two fucking cockney ass twin boys yeah. and i hate them i don't even remember their names that's how insignificant they are but we're supposed to think of them as love interests but they are a non-issue mm, okay. okay um <laughs> they didn't even glance in their direction. <laughs> yeah. I also wrote again, why are the dogs walking on to I just looked it up. It actually is terrifying. <laughs> their so little weird. bellies are hanging out. It's really weird. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's literally like this one part where they write a song. The two guys are like, this girl's wearing orange and that's weird. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, so they don't end up with the men. They just turn those boys down at the end, and they turn down the magic castle. When oh. they get to the magic castle and they solve everything and they fix the problem, they're turned into beautiful princesses, and so are the boys. They turn into beautiful princes, and then they're given the option of becoming apprentices in the magical musical news castle. Okay. And they're like, 
nah. <laughs> We're going to go fuck back up to our cottage. <laughs> uh, we made that house a home. <laughs> yeah, we literally... Well, they had it all burnt down, but I don't know why. Because there's a dragon. Prob- oh, yeah, it was the dragon. The dragon burnt their shit down. The dragon also has a dildo on its head that I vibrates. I did Google that, and I will say that's the first thing I thought when I saw it. It Yeah, and it senses when music's being sung. Oh, my God. And I hate that. Connected. Yeah. Um, it's like a phallic symbol to try us to not get to think about how gay this movie is because these women literally like we don't care about this we're gonna fuck off um but there's this scene where like the evil musical muse that's taking over everything has like poisoned alexa like she was able to like take off her necklace and like she poisoned her and so liana has to go in and save her Mm -hmm. and there's literally this scene where liana's holding alexa's dead body and like sobbing and she brings her back to life saying best friends forever (laughs) (laughs) Which essentially is back. I'm like, okay, that seems like a weak way to cover up obvious love connections. Like, when have you ever seen that type of scene happen between friends? Right, and it's only ever true love that wakes them up. Literally. She's literally like, I love you, come back. And she does, eventually. But, like, can you imagine, like, everything's building up, and you're like, these women are are in love. These women have had sex. And then... (laughs) Best friends forever. <laughs> you're my BFF. You're my BFF. I was like, okay, BFF, fuck, you. fuck you guys. And so they solve the day. They, you know, they figure out all the stuff. They turn down all the beautiful magic in their princess gowns and their bi-flag lesbian gowns. And mm-hmm. then they go to fuck off to live in their cabin in the woods together to sing songs and pick flowers. That is really gay. That's, that's so, really gay. That's and so I, gay. coming from a straight woman, that is really gay. <laughs> I can say that with absolute certainty. I need you to watch this movie and come away thinking it's not because all of these other ones there's even like a tiny moment where you're like okay sure whatever I guess maybe it could be gay like there's like metaphors this one is so obvious I I can't even like fathom it (laughs) like the men in there they're like they never like really engage in flirting with them the men are like we'll just help you out we'll flirt with you and they're like okay (laughs) things (laughs) didn't even notice you there (laughs) yeah literally so highly recommend watching that if you have not and they're like, how did you get here? <laughs> yeah, they're like, why are you here? This isn't even your story, bro. And they're annoying. I hate them. No. Um, so it makes sense. But if you have not watched all of the Barbie movies as we have, I highly recommend. Yeah. Because what a journey we have been on. What a journey. Was it worth it, do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like, what, 15 hours of our lives, at least? We'll never get them back. We'll never get them back. <laughs> do I want them back? Probably not. Probably not. Actually, okay, I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's and I fun. enjoyed you describing them because, like, it's actually funnier when someone describes it to you and you haven't seen it and you're like, what the fuck, what is, the going fuck is going on? on? Um, and I promise I didn't even embellish a little bit. Like, that's oh, I, all. I, I bet you didn't. Jesus. I left a lot of fluff out of mine, again, because I don't want to ruin it. But, like, if I wrote down all of the weird shit that happened, like, what? What? Yeah. Barbie. <laughs> They're surprising. They surprise you. I thought they were going to be really simple plot lines. No. No. They're all just, like, reworks of, like, famous, famous plot lines. But anyway. we But with wings. Yeah, but with wings. (laughs) But with wings. Everyone's a princess and everyone's a pop star and everyone's a stylist. And there's, like, it's never just one thing. And there's always drop-waist dresses, no matter where you go, in sequins. Fuck that, man. Okay. And bye, flags. With that, friends, we're going to leave you with that. Who's to say? We might have another Barbie episode. Yeah, but, we might. you know, we, I think we need a break. Well, do us a favor, though. You know, these upcoming weeks, stay gay, stay petty. Okay? Stay, stay gay, stay petty. We love and you. Stay Barbie. Stay Barbie. We love you. Barbie girl. <laughs> bye. Bye. It has been so lovely having you in for our little tete-a-tete. If you have any further tittle-tattles or salacious salutations, you may contact us on the World Wide Web at tensontenspodcast.com.
Or you may follow the ladies on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Tenzon, Tens Podcast. That's 10S-O-N-10S Podcast. Or via email at TensonTensPodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, ta-ta and toodle-doo!